This is Novel Marketing, the show for novelists who aren't necessarily fond of marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. Episode 153. I'm James L. Rubart, but please call me Jim. I'm Thomas Umstead Jr. And in this episode, we're going to talk to you guys about one of the ways Facebook still works effectively to market books. Yes, we are going to talk about Facebook live. But before we do that, Thomas, you got to give us a baby update. Um, we're coming along. We're, we're getting there. I mean, it's not, it's no longer, oh my gosh, my wife's pregnant. We're, we're coming down to the short strokes here in a, in a sense. It's, we're measuring this in days instead of in weeks. So I think we are 50 days away. My wife could uh, tell you exactly how many days away we are right, from the minutes. due date. Uh, <laughs> of course, due dates are suggestions. Babies come when they want to come. Right, so. right. We are crossing each bridge as we get to it. I'm learning a lot uh, about the birthing process in my wonderful pregnancy classes that I'm going through, <laughs> the reality of childbirth classes, but uh, it's, it's good. And yeah. we are recording these ahead of time. For those of you who know, I'm, we're trying to build up a buffer so that when the baby comes, I can take a week or two off the show without the show going dark so the show will still air but it'll air the buffer so we are recording this in august so it'll come out a few days later in fact we just got finished talking about doing a facebook live for right. the um, blue book launch blueprint so you've heard us talk about it on the last couple of episodes. Uh, registration is now closed. So if you didn't sign up, you missed your chance. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, we did an epic Facebook Live for about an hour. And we had hundreds of people uh, tune in. It was a great learning experience. And uh, we're going to talk about Facebook Live and how you can use it to launch your book and to promote your book uh, in this course. And I should say, this is something we do know a bit about. I've been streaming live events uh, since before Facebook existed, I did a bunch of political events, including a 12 hour live stream that we called Let Texas Speak, um, which we were anyway, it was political. It was very fun. We had hundreds of people giving talks at the Capitol and it was 12 hours straight of live streaming, which is the longest live stream I've ever done uh, for sure. And it was very well received thousands of people. Uh, in fact, actually, um, I don't know if I should share this or not, but uh, we got a term. I'll just say this. I won't go into any details. But as a result of that live stream and the events relating around the live stream, a term trended nationally on uh, Twitter for a day and a half. So I won't say what the term was. Uh, if you see me at a conference, you can ask me and I'll tell you in person. Uh, but uh, it was a great experience. And a lot of things were learned that way. And when Facebook Live came around, uh, I am a big fan of it in part for a couple of reasons. One, because live video is very powerful. It's a way of making an emotional connection directly with your listener and your viewer, especially if they're interacting with you live. But two, as of recording, Facebook's algorithm really favors Facebook Live. And so we talked about at the beginning of the year, the changes that Facebook's made in the algorithm and you know what the winners and losers are. So pages are losers, but... Facebook Live is a winner. And so we're a believer of it to the degree that we used it for our book launch course. And I will just say moments the Facebook, ago, yeah. just moments ago, and we've already sold <laughs> more copies of the book launch course uh, through the Facebook Live than we did through the announcement. So we did a huge blast of email and the Facebook Live brought in more sales. Uh, now it built on the email to be fair, but that's how powerful Facebook Live is. And Jim, you know a thing or two about this as well. Yeah, I've done a number of Facebook Live um, 
uh, talks with my son, Taylor, to promote the Rubart Writing Academy. And it's amazing how people engage. And all of a sudden, you have all these people coming in and asking questions. And it becomes very much a back and forth, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But the cool thing about Facebook Live is it's not just that live event. People go back and watch that uh, quite a few days after it already aired. So that's another one of the powerful things about it. It does have traction after you've done it. So we've learned a lot of things the hard way. I've learned a lot of things the hard way. Every time I do a live event, uh, I learn something the hard way. Uh, I was live on radio. Uh, so back when I had a radio right. show, it was we also streamed it live. So I spent two hours live on radio every day uh, or three hours. I think it was a three-hour show. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> so I've blocked those memories. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about why uh, Facebook Live is so powerful. As we said, the algorithm favors it. It creates a deep emotional connection with your readers. It's very cheap and easy. So a lot of powerful marketing techniques like buying a book bub or paying for advertising costs money, whereas you already have the technology to do a Facebook Live with the device that you're listening to this show on. So uh, if you're listening to this device on your iPhone or your Android phone, uh, you can go live with that phone. In fact, it's a very powerful tool for going live. You can also go live with your laptop or desktop if you have a webcam. It's also a lot of fun. And according to Facebook stats uh, that I saw, uh, viewers spend three times more time watching a live video than they would watch a regular video. So if a regular video can only hold someone's attention for 30 seconds, a live video can hold their attention for a minute and a half, uh, which is a lot of time. It's a lot of engagement. And we see this principle. You've probably seen this principle in television. My degrees in broadcast journalism and my one of my professors, uh, I got a degree in TV uh, broadcast journalism. And one of my professors said, okay, now we're going to look at an SLR. And it's like, what, what's an SLR? What's an SLR? Well, it's a silly live remote. He called these things silly live remotes and you see them all the time. We're going to Thomas Umstead, who's on the scene. Well, the video that plays in the background, they could have just as easily played it from the studio, but there's something about going live to the scene that, that subconsciously kind of rivets. Oh, oh, he's on the scene and he's not telling you anything that he couldn't have told you in the studio. But again, there's something about going live to the scene and that's what you're doing. You're creating a live event and there's just something in our psyche that says, oh, this is important. This could be exciting. There's a danger in it, right? Something could go wrong. And we're going to talk a little bit about maybe your nerves. Some of you, when Thomas said, and it's fun, are going, I don't know if that sounds like so much fun, but it really, truly is. And we'll talk to you about how you can make it fun. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about why authors don't go live, um, because we do need to address this. Like Jim said, uh, the biggest reason authors don't go live is that they're self-conscious about their appearance. Uh, and this is debilitating if you don't overcome this and uh, you have to just, and I don't have a lot of advice other than to just get over yourself and go live anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't feel like that's very encouraging. Jim, help me out here. Well, here, here's the reality. We, uh, we have a culture that says beauty is everything and, and perfect skin and perfect hair and, you know, the perfect face. We have a culture that worships that. And yet the reality in your own life is the people that you really connect with, it's not the beauty in them. It's the beauty inside them in the form of authenticity. So you see somebody that's real and authentic and genuine, and you can tell really cares. Oh my gosh, really? Think of the people in your life that aren't the models, but you just think of them in 
as beauty, as beauties, as beautiful. Well, that's that's what you're striving for, that authenticity. So you do become beautiful. And back to Thomas's original thought, uh, just get over it. <laughs> you're you're never going to be pretty enough. It's right. The Hollywood actresses are very insecure about how they look. That is not horribly insecure. That's yeah, right. It's not a measurement that you'll ever reach. You just have to be okay with who you are and, or at least okay enough to be willing to hit record. And we are going to sh- that said, we're going to share some tips with you that are going to help you look and sound amazing. So I'll teach you how to look, you know, to look 10 pounds lighter on camera and how to sound amazing. Uh, so let's get to that real quick. Uh, so, uh, these are all what, but I do want to say all these tips are 100% optional you can go live without doing any of these things and you'll be very successful. So don't feel like, Oh, I have to do all of these things that, uh, Thomas just said in order to look good. Uh, you'll look, you look the way you look. Uh, the one thing that can kill it is if people can't understand you. So if you're in too loud of a place that might kill it, but other than that, just go live it, doing it is better. and will give you better results than not doing it. Uh, all right. So first thing, wear solid colors. Uh, your webcam may get confused if you're wearing stripes or plaids. I remember, um, the same event, actually, I did the Facebook live at the Capitol. I was, uh, on the, in the newspaper, like the, uh, media took a photo of me and it was in the newspaper and it was on their website. And I, in the photo on the newspaper, it showed me wearing a gray shirt, like a blue gray shirt. And I, at the time did not own a blue gray shirt. I, and I knew exactly, and I saw it the next day and I knew what shirt I was wearing at at the Capitol the day before. And it was a, a shirt with white stripes and blue stripes. And what I realized was that this was not actually fake news. This was not the press being biased against my political opinions by changing the color of my shirt. No, it was the way that digital cameras interpret color. They often see lines as errors and will correct them by blending them together. And But it will also, in a, in a photo, it's fine. Like it just lied and showed this wrong color of my shirt. But in a video, it, will, it can create this shimmer effect that's very distracting for the users. You want to wear solid colors. And if you watch TV, you'll notice uh, that in live TV, typically they wear solid colors and uh, not a lot of jangly uh, earrings uh, and jewelry because it tends to reflect off the light. So you can get away with jewelry because you're probably not going to have fancy lights, but I do recommend that you wear solid colors. And for the love of all that is good about video, please hold the phone sideways. <laughs> so you um, have two eyes and they are connected to each other horizontally. So you have one to the left of the other. <laughs> So your eyes are not above each other. And so if you want to encounter video in the best way possible, you want to see it horizontally. Uh, So don't do the video up and down. I mean, don't let that keep you from recording, but it's not that hard to just rotate it 90 degrees either way. It doesn't matter. You hold the phone however you want. Just hold it sideways. Um, And they do that using their hand. Isn't that you use your hand? That's right. You just rotate it in your hand. You you hold it in your hand sideways. (laughs) It will make a better video. Um, Use a try. If you're using your phone, uh, use a tripod or set it up on something where it's still, uh, especially if you're going to be going for a long time, this will give you better video because it won't be as shaky and won't make people sick. Uh, but it will also uh, help you go longer. And we'll talk about whether to go long or short here in a bit. Uh, but spoiler, you want to go longer with a live video. It, you'll get more viewers that way. Um, and your hand will get tired if you're holding out in front of you. Although I have held a camera. I was uh, live streaming a political event at the Capitol, a different one. 
and I was holding the camera for, I think, four hours. And I had an apparatus, though, so I wasn't holding just the camera or just the phone because I was doing the whole thing on my iPhone. I was holding the phone, and then I had this like special mount that I bought on Amazon to hold the phone so it would keep it from shaking quite as much. It made it also easier because I didn't bring a tripod because I was an idiot. <laughs> so if I had brought a tripod, <laughs> I could have rested. <laughs> but as it was, my arms are about ready to fall off uh, at the end. So uh, you want to put the, oh, okay, so here's how to look thin on camera. So you want to look good on camera, this one rule of thumb. This applies for, for video and still photography, and it's all about how high the phone is or how high the camera is. If it's higher than your face, it's going to make you look thin. And if it's lower than your face, it's going to make you look fat. So if you're wanting to gain weight, uh, have it shooting up at your face. And if you want to lose weight, have it shooting down at your face. So if you're sitting at a desk and you're you're uh, on a laptop, that laptop is going to be angled up at your face and it's going to add weight to your face. It's so the easiest way to look better is to just stack some books on the laptop so that it's angled down on your face. And you're going to look a lot better. For example, this, the, yeah, the Facebook live that Thomas and Mary and I just did, I just put some cardboard boxes on my chair. And so my laptop was a little bit ahead a little bit above my face. So it's real simple to do. So if you're doing Facebook Live, even if you're doing videos for YouTube, your YouTube channel, whatever, that's just a real simple tip to very quickly make yourself look better. That's right. Um, another thing is to get lights behind the camera. Uh, so you want the light coming from behind the camera and shining on your face from behind the camera. You'll look better that way than uh, if the light is behind you. So if the light is behind you, you'll be all shadowed. Uh, so a classic mistake is somebody is in a room and they have their back to the window and they're pointing towards the door. Let's say you're in a bedroom or an office. That's going to make you look terrible. If you just rotate around where the window is behind the camera, you're going to look amazing. Like that minor change will just brighten up that photo or brighten up that video in a really dramatic way. Um, another thing you want to do is um, you want to make sure there's a way for you to view the comments live. Uh, the interaction with your viewers is the most important, important part of the video, and uh, you want to be able to do that. That's really important. And you want to have a strong internet connection. We had, uh, if you have internet connection issues, if you're on a wireless internet connection where your house has a wireless connection to the internet, uh, it's easy for packets to drop, which you won't notice when you're just browsing the web. But when you do video, that causes the video to stutter and you won't have a clear signal. You can test your internet speed by going to speedtest.net, but you also want to look at packet loss. But ideally, what you're wanting to look for is at least double digits up, double digits down. So 10 megabits per second up, 10 megabits per second down, and a really strong, consistent signal. That's really going to make a difference. And I will say, if you have a 4G LTE on your phone, you may have actually better internet than what you have at home. If you have a good cell signal, uh, some people often don't realize this. And those of you listening in the future, once 5G comes out, will absolutely be true. Your connection on your cell phone may actually be a faster connection to the internet if you have good signal. So if you're in the middle of nowhere at the edge of civilization and you've got two bars, don't use your cell phone. It's not going to be a good signal. But if you're in the city and you have a really solid signal, you might try turning off Wi-Fi for a better signal. And I will say one of the best places you can go for that has amazing light and amazing soundproofing that you already own, presumably, is your car. You know, notice you often see videos float by on your Facebook of, of people in their car. And these are people who are actually trained, often professionals. Like if a Hollywood actor wants to do a live video and share it with his um, fans, he'll often do it from his car because he knows, oh, the car is soundproofed. The car has amazing light coming in from all directions. So it's going to be well lit. It's got really good sound deadening. 
and um, it's visually interesting. Just don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> that is a bad idea. I was getting nervous. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. Although that, you know, maybe that adds a little bit of drama if you're willing to risk your life and those of <laughs> yeah, others. Could, yeah. I keep people watching. But if you can get somebody else to drive, then you're adding some visual interest as well as another way to do it. But uh, just take your phone out to your car and go live. Get one of those little mounts for 10 bucks on Amazon and put, put your phone on your dash so you don't even have to touch it if you don't want. And it can be a very, very powerful video. Uh, and then another thing to do is to consider doing it with a friend. Just realize that live streaming with multiple people is a lot more complicated, um, especially if you're doing three people. You can't use Facebook Live to do it. I mean, it goes out on Facebook Live, but you have to record it on some other service like uh, Be Live TV, which is what we just used, which has some really cool features where you can like take somebody's comment and put it up on the screen, which we discovered about halfway through the live stream. Uh, the reason we discovered halfway through is that it was our backup. We were using golightstream.com, which is free. Be Live TV is uh, $15 a month. Uh, Go Lightstream is free. It's very powerful. But as of recording, they are... Um, in some sort of conflict with Facebook and it's not working on Facebook right now. So it works on YouTube and on Twitch and on the others, but it won't work on a Facebook page. So, which is why we didn't use it. And when we say consider doing it with a friend, if you are in the same spot as them, then it's just very easy to do it. It's the same as doing it. Um, if it's just you. So if you have a friend, um, say another author and you can get together, that just makes it a little easier because now you've got a co-host. Now you've got somebody, to, when you start going, um, you can turn it over to them and, and, and the banter works really well. But if you have somebody that's in another city, then it starts to get more complicated when you have one. And as Thomas said, when you have three, then it starts to get really complicated. So um, let's talk about what to do before you go live. How do you prepare to have a good launch? Uh, so what I recommend is you outline what you're going to say. Uh, ahead of time. We did this. We had a three-page script, I think, three or four-page script uh, for our um, live stream. And we had it with Mary and Jim and I, and we'd have a little like notations for who's going to say what. Uh, it was still, a lot of it was kind of bulleted points. So it was still kind of organic, but we had a, an idea. We had some structure and we stayed to it more or less. <laughs> uh, no plan, fully survives contact with the enemy, but having some preparation is better than just rambling. Uh, and we have a script every time we do one of these novel marketing podcasts too. I have bulleted lists and you can actually see that list. If you go to the show notes, if you want to see our outline for this episode, just go to novelmarketing.com forward slash 153 or 153 for episode 153. And you can see uh, our notes. And now thanks to our patrons, we also have transcripts. So thanks to you who helped make the transcripts possible. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so consider asking uh, for questions ahead of time. It's a great way to like build some anticipation as you, and this is another point, announce it ahead of time. Be like, hey, we're going to go live at two o'clock tomorrow or one o'clock next week. Uh, you want to have people ready to go when it's time to go. Uh, and asking questions ahead of time is a good way to building hype. So, hey, does anybody have any questions for when I go live on Facebook tomorrow at two o'clock? Uh, you might also consider creating a Facebook event that people can RSVP for. We didn't do this because we were doing it uh, across so many different accounts, but maybe it would have been a good idea. Uh, but again, this is another way of connecting these two different Facebook products. And it does help if you have somebody who helps manage the comments and uh, ideally somebody with admin problem uh, powers, they can bam spammers or trolls. <laughs> so one troll in the comments can really make a live stream miserable. And so you want to have somebody who can do that. And it's hard to do that kind of admin stuff while talking. Uh, 
I found. I've, this is one of the challenges when I'm hosting a live stream, getting other people to talk so I can do the admin stuff because there's lots of copy and pasting of comments and stuff. And uh, it's hard to do. If it's just you, it's harder to do it. You, you really have to just kind of take it in real time. Uh, another thing that helps is to write a magnetic title for your live stream ahead of time. And you want it to answer the question, why should I tune in? So you can write a title and a description before you click go live on Facebook. And one more tip before you go live is to practice. I recommend doing some practices. You want to practice several things. Practice if you're not comfortable speaking onto a microphone. You can practice, uh, you know, a dry run, so to speak. But another thing you want to do is a tech rehearsal where you test all of the technology, especially if you're doing it with multiple people. There's a lot of pieces that can go wrong, and it just takes time to troubleshoot. So you don't want everyone tuning in at the last minute and hoping for it to just work. That never ever works. <laughs> Uh, so. It doesn't happen. And then you're going you're, you're going to want to have a friend or your spouse or somebody you trust play it for them. And then what they're going to do is they are going to watch that and give you feedback and ideas and point out things that you just wouldn't see yourself. So so take the time to get some feedback, constructive feedback. That's right. From One way to do this is to create an empty Facebook page to practice in front of a small audience. So. I have a Facebook page called Test Thomas. It's a secret. It's not really secret, but no one's really found it. Although I guess if you search around, some of y'all may be able to <laughs> search it out on Facebook. And I will stream to it live and my wife can tune in and other people can tune in. We can make sure all the technology is working and it's a full test. Uh, another way to do this, if you're planning to stream to your private page, like your personal Facebook profile, uh, you can set the privacy settings to be only me and you can do a test that way. But ideally, I like to have the test be as similar to the real thing as possible, just to make sure that any bugs uh, jump out and so you have a chance to squash them. All right, so let's talk about what to do during the, the uh, campaign. So we've done the preparation, you've got your outline, you've got your light behind the camera, you're looking great, you're sounding amazing, you're gonna do this, you're gonna hit play, or sorry, hit go live on Facebook or tap it on your phone, and it will give you that countdown, three, two, one, and then you're live and zero people are watching. And so the temptation is to just kind of meander into you know talking about nothing until people tune in because you're kind of waiting for the facebook notification to go out and for all the people to tune in don't do that because while no one is watching you at the moment the first few seconds of a live video are the most watched seconds of somebody tuning in later so when someone comes in after you're no longer live which is gonna be a lot of people that first little bit is so important. It's the first thing you're going to see. So you want to open up with a bang. If you're announcing a new book, you want to hit the ground running with this really solid pitch for your new book. And you want to go two, three minutes before you try to have any audience interaction. And you may want to have that whole part out scripted word for word. Uh, maybe something to consider, just really having it scripted. And if you're doing it with multiple people, uh, one of the things we do is it will, like, for instance, with the video we just did, we published it, the video, the live video to the novel marketing page, but we shared it to author media and to the Facebook group for novel marketing. And Mary shared it to her group and I shared it on my personal page. And we were kind of taking turns sharing it while somebody else was talking. <laughs> so after we were two or three minutes into the live video, it had been shared everywhere it was going to get shared to. 
Well, in, 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 in terms of scripting out your opening word for word, don't fall into the temptation of scripting it out word for word and then reading it word for word without practicing it. That's, that's another skill that you'll gain over time of doing it. You want to sound natural. You don't want to sound like you're reading it. So practice that part of it too. And again, we encourage you to do that in front of somebody that can go, you know what, that really sounds like you're reading it. Why don't you try that again, a little bit more relaxed, a little slower, a little faster critique is valuable. Yeah. Even if you're a professional public speaker, Facebook live is different. And you, the only way to get better is to practice. And ultimately you're going to have to practice live, but uh, live. practicing, yeah, right. you know, getting through the script so it doesn't sound wooden and stale is, is really important. And if I could give one piece of advice doing during the during part is to smile and have fun. Uh, things are going to go wrong. It's going to be weird. You may not know what to say. It's okay. You're just having a conversation with your friends and fans. And if you're smiling and having fun, they may not even know that uh, things are broken. Like we were smiling and having fun. We had a typo on our video for the first 45 minutes and no one noticed. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, no one noticed because they were paying attention to us. They were looking at our faces rather than the text on the screen. And uh, just realize that you may make mistakes. Yeah, it's not if you're going to make a mistake, it's when you make mistakes. And the worst thing in the world you can do is, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, shoot. Oh, gosh. Um, let me go back. Let me back up. No, you you just go on as if no, nothing happened. I remember years ago when I was playing guitar a lot and somebody said, if you mistake, make a mistake during a solo, you're, the note is, you know, it's not the right note do it again <laughs> and they'll think you meant to do it. And, and I think it applies here too, where you just, you, you move on, do not call attention to the mistake. And, and it's very tempting to do, to apologize. Do not apologize. You move on. Or if you've got a quick wit, you make a joke out of it. Uh, in, in the case of we had the wrong uh, URL up there, you know, Mary and I just said, Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. This is proof to you guys that Thomas is human. So just playful, a little self self deprecating humor can go a long ways. That's right. It's the same as in acting. Uh, people won't know that you missed your lines unless you tell them you missed your lines. <laughs> so if you just act like those were the lines that you were supposed to say in the first place, then you know you just roll with it. And that's uh, the same kind of principle of improv or acting. Um, another thing that is really powerful and which will keep people watching for a long period of time is reading listener comments and asking and answering questions and using their name. And one of the things I liked about BeLive is that we we're able to put somebody's face and their name and their question on the actual video itself with just a click of a button, which is a really powerful feature. Uh, it made me almost think that BeLive.tv might actually be worth the money. <laughs> we used it out of emergency because the other service was not working, but it may actually be the superior service due to just that one feature. But if you're not using BeLive TV, if you're just on the facebook.com app or the Facebook app on your phone, just, you know, use their name with your own voice. Uh, it's free. <laughs> and you can just say, hey, I have a question from John Smith in Nebraska. And he asks, you know, blah, blah, blah. And another thing I found is very powerful. Ask people, hey, where are you from? Uh, post your city and state. People love to post that. And then you can say, we have John Smith from you know Omaha, Nebraska. We have James Rubart from Chelan, Washington. Welcome. And that's really powerful. But don't just do that. I have seen people go overboard where there's nothing <laughs> but shouts of... <laughs> out to people's names. And I'm watching this later and I'm like, I don't care about any of these people. I want to get the information that you promised in your title. Uh, another thing you did, and we forgot to do this, but is ask uh, viewers to subscribe to live notifications. So if they click on the follow button, on a live video, they'll be notified the next time you, you go live. And this will help if you plan to go live often. 
Uh, so this is a feature stolen straight from YouTube <laughs> and uh, it's a very powerful uh, feature, but you do have to remind people because a lot of people don't know about that button. Another thing you can do is ask your viewers to share the video. So this thing is happening right now. Ask them, hey, share it. Share it on your page. And and uh, all of a sudden, you can get some exponent exponential growth through that. Thomas did a great job of we gave away some prizes. If, if you were there, you saw that we were giving away some prizes. And one of the prizes came from, all right, hey, the next person who shares this, we're going to give away a prize to them. So use that as well. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with incentivizing uh, people by doing giveaways. And I will say, you want to come to the Novel Marketing page and click the follow button on our live videos because while we have a lot of views on the videos over time, the number of people who tune in live is much lower and you have a very good chance of winning a prize. Uh, so we give away a lot of cool free stuff when we go live, which we do from time to time. Um, another principle uh, you need to realize, you're going to have some people who tune in for the duration, start to finish, they're your hardcore fans. Uh, but you're also going to have people who are tuning in for a short period of time and then tuning out. And it's really important to reintroduce the topic, reintroduce yourself, especially if your viewers are sharing it to their friends. People aren't going to know who you are. So every few minutes, you want to reintroduce yourself, just like how they do on the radio. It's like, hey, this is Thomas Sumstat. You're listening to KTXW, The Bridge. And we're talking today about Facebook Live, and you kind of throw that out. What we were doing is we were giving the website we were promoting, which was, uh, which I had incorrectly on the video as booklaunch.tv. The correct URL should have been booklaunch.fun, uh, which we actually bought it just yesterday just to use for this Facebook Live. So a dot fun URL is 99 cents for a year. <laughs> so um, it's very cheap to get, and I just had it redirect to the landing page uh, for the for the course. Um, the other thing you want to do, and this is, this is simple and you guys know this, but good to be reminded of it. And that is thank your viewers. Thank you for stopping by. Even if it was for a few minutes, thanks for viewing this. I really appreciate it. This is, you know, this makes it all worthwhile. Just something as simple as that. A little bit of gratitude goes a long ways. Especially at the end, you want to close with a strong ending. So you want it to make it look like you closed on purpose and not just that the feed cut off. So at the very end, be like, hey, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time. But then you stop it. Uh, some people have a, you know, kitschy thing that they've memorized. Uh, Philip DeFranco is like, uh, that's what, and he has this thing and he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And he has this whole like paragraph that leads up to it. I don't have it memorized, but uh, you, you don't have to do that, but just close on purpose. And then, all right, so that's during the video real quick. We'll go to after the video. You want to pin uh, the video to the top of your Facebook page uh, so that people who missed it can easily watch it at least for a couple days and uh, tag it there at the top. And then, uh, also, check out the analytics or the insights. Uh, Facebook calls it insights for the video. And you can see what your most interesting moments were. What were your least interesting moments? When did you get a lot of comments? When did you get a lot of likes? And this can help you improve your live video skills moving forward. It makes you a, a more powerful video person. And it's a great education because you're like, oh yeah, I guess it was kind of boring right there. Everyone seemed to tune out. You can see when people are tuning out in real time. It's very, very powerful. I'll tell you what, as a podcaster, we do not get that kind of insight. So if I'm boring you right now, there's no way for me to know. Whereas <laughs> on Facebook Live, you know exactly, oh, that's the second I started being boring and people started tuning out. But if you want to write in and tell us, we we would love to get your input that way. We, we do accept uh, friendly criticism and, and uh, constructive feedback. Yeah, constructive feedback. There you go.
Well, this episode of the Novel Marketing Podcast is brought to you by My Book Table. It's a way to quickly and easily, even if you're not a techie, you can do this. Easily build an online bookstore on your WordPress website. You can use it to rank number one on Google for your book and boost your book sales on sites like Amazon and Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, et cetera, et cetera. You can get it for the low cost, the low, low cost of free at mybooktable.com. Now, there is a pro version that you can check out, but seriously, the um, intro version is absolutely 100% free. And novel marketing patrons, if you do want to book, bump up to My Book Table Pro, you can get 25% off on that. Go to mybooktable.com. You've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstead Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.